Hey, this is Greg Harvey, pastor at Embrace Church. Enjoy today's message and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming sermons. Today we are going a little bit deeper and it might not seem that way, but I'm going to hit a question of why, why, why do we have to be baptized? Why baptism? What is that about? Why do I have to get in a tank and get dunked in front of everybody in water? Why do we have to do that? And do I really need to be baptized and what it represents and everything? So we're going to answer that question today. And, and, and I, I hope it really challenged you. Um, I, I'm, I'm believing, and we're going to have a baptism service right after. No, we're, we're not, but in a couple of weeks. That would be mean, wouldn't it? I, I always thought that was mean to not plan for a baptism, and you're just getting wet and go home. No, um, we'll plan it out. You'll be able to bring towels and, 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 and a change of clothes so you don't have to leave wet. But... Um, and I'm believing that even if you've been baptized before, but you really didn't realize what you were doing or what it meant, that you might get baptized again. I had a lady at a church in Indiana that she was baptized, and then we were having another baptismal service a couple of months later, and she signed up again to be baptized. Well, her husband was getting baptized this time, and she wanted to be baptized with him, which was really neat. We got to do it at the same time. My wife baptized her, and I baptized him. It was the same time they just wanted it to be together. But somebody asked her, said, weren't you baptized before? And her response, I love, she said, oh, I need it every day. I, I need it every day. I need, I need to be baptized, renewed every day. So I love that. So, so, and, and I hope that's how you are, that you need it every day. In Matthew, the, the 28th chapter, and Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and, and these are the last words that he shares with them while he's on earth, before he's ascended into heaven. So how many know it, it, it has some more weight to it and some more meaning to it? I mean, it's like, it's not deathbed because he was resurrected. So, so but it's like um, going up. I mean, it's just those words that mean so much. And he says this to them, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I love how Jesus puts this. He, he starts off, he says, all authority has been given to me. And since I have all the authority on, on heaven and on earth, in heaven and on earth, in other words, all authority has been given to me in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm. I have all the authority. Not, not some, not a little bit, all the authority. So because I have all the authority, here's your job. Here's what I'm commanding. You go make disciples. When you disciple them, baptize them. And you can do this because I have the authority and, and I'm with you always to the end of the age. 
So, so that means it's not just with the disciples. He's with you. Amen? So we're going to hit that baptism. Turn to your neighbor and just tell them, uh, I'm ready to get dunked. Just, just tell them that. And I'm re- well, you can be seated. How about that? I, y'all, weren't, y'all weren't real excited about that. Baptism, and what does that really mean? I don't know, don't know if you grew up kind of like I did. I, I grew up in, in, in church, and I was, I was raised in church. I was born on, on Saturday. I was in church on Sunday. No, probably not, but close to it. I mean, as soon as I had the opportunity, I was there because my dad was a pastor. My grandmother was a pastor on my dad's side. My grandfather was a pastor on my mom's side. So, and, 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 and just in case I missed a few services, my dad was an evangelist for several years, so I got to go to church five days a week during that time period. So I've been in church, when I say my whole life, it has been my whole life. If the church doors was open, I was there. It didn't matter if it was a prayer meeting, a baby shower. It didn't matter. I was there. Funeral wedding. If the doors were open, I was there. I was in church. And, and, and we would have these baptisms once a year because we didn't have a baptistry at the time. And we'd go to the river, which was also the only time I got to go swimming. The Saturday before, when we when we picked out our spot on the river, so I got to get out there with my jeans. And and, and baptism to me was 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 exciting. I got baptized every. The whole church got baptized every time when it was at the river. I mean, it's just I think we just wanted to swim, and that was our only chance. So, but I never really knew what that meant other than. I went down and I came up. That was it. Now it was so ingrained in me, so a part of my life that whenever, whenever I get with other preachers' kids at, at these conventions and conferences, and and we would get to go to the hotel swimming pool, the first thing we would do after a while, I mean, we didn't know what to do in water. We floated a little bit. We jumped in. uh, And then before you knew it, we're baptizing each other because that's what you do. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it represented. I didn't know what it was about. I just knew that that's what you do. There's water. You get baptized. I I was like that Ethiopian uh, that that Philip met on the side of the road. He said, there's water here. What, What prevents us from being baptized right now? That was us. Just there's water. So... So I studied out some things, and um, I want you to realize a little bit, and I hope this has more meaning to you uh, when you leave, uh, because I want you to realize something, that baptism is more than just a symbol. Have you ever heard that before? That's just a symbol. It's just a symbol. It doesn't, doesn't save you. It's just a symbol, and that's true. Baptism does not save you. You are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and His sacrifice. That is it. That is all that is required to save you. Don't let anybody ever tell you that it takes baptism on top of that. In other words, don't let anybody dilute the blood with water. Come on. 
Don't let anybody dilute the blood with water. And don't let anybody tell you that it has to be a certain formula or it doesn't work. That, that you have to be, oh, you weren't baptized in Jesus' name, then you're not saved. Listen, uh, your salvation is not dependent upon what somebody says uh, when you're baptized. Your salvation is totally dependent upon the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and your acceptance of that. That's all that's required for salvation. But I'm telling you, even though that is what's required for salvation, baptism is so important, it is not just a symbol that you're doing. In fact, to describe baptism as a symbol would be like describing the wedding is just a symbol. That's all it is. The wedding's just a symbol. I mean, I mean, it doesn't really matter. The wedding ceremony doesn't doesn't really matter. I mean, it's 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 the the marriage certificate that's signed and turned into the county. That's what makes it official. So the wedding's just a symbol. Well, and guys, if you said that, you'd be in so much trouble. Well, the meanie thing. It's the marriage. No, no, it's so much more. Why? Why? Because the wedding is a public declaration of your love and commitment to one another. And I use that as an example of baptism because that is exactly what baptism is. Baptism is a public declaration of your love and commitment and acceptance of your Savior, Jesus Christ. It is getting to share with everyone that this is who I am now. And I follow Him. I'm committed to Him. So it's more than just a symbol. Don't downplay what baptism represents. But here's what baptism means. The, the meaning of it, and it actually has two meanings in the Word of God. There's the literal meaning of baptism, which is the Greek word that we get, baptizos. I'm so proud whenever I get to pronounce a Greek word right. <laughs> baptizos, and I don't know why I have to say it in an accent, but... Baptizos means this, it means literally to immerse. Which is why we dunk and don't sprinkle. Because we're immersing you, baptizos. But there's more than just, it doesn't have just a literal meaning. It also has a figurative meaning, which is so vital, so important. And this figurative meaning that you find throughout the Word of God is to identify with. That is what baptism means in Scripture. It's to identify with, that, that we're identifying. It's an act of identifying us with Jesus Christ. So I want to explain to you through Scripture what you're doing when you're baptized and what it represents. And Paul, speaking to the Romans in Romans chapter 6, he goes through this detail with them. And he starts off, he says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? He answers his question with an exclamation point, By no means. No! No! 
In other words, let me shout it. We don't go on sinning. No. Here's why. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were, look at this, baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death. We're therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Man, that's so powerful. I don't know if you ever caught it before. He's describing baptism and the meaning of it. He says this, and here's what baptism represents, first of all, first of all is that we die with Christ. That's what we're doing when we're baptized. We are dying with Christ. With Christ. And that's so powerful. I don't know if you've ever thought about it. We, we realize that Christ died for us. And that is so powerful that Christ died for us. But have you ever really thought about it? That, that he, he lets you be, die with Him. That's what baptism is. Is that not only does He die for us, but He allows us the opportunity to die with Him. Let, 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 me, let me explain it. Take it on a little farther. In verse 3, let me read that again. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we certainly also will be united with Him in a resurrection like His. For we know that our old self was crucified and with Him, with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. What an interesting concept, Paul. Anyone who has died has been set free from sin. He's describing a, our life before Christ is that we are slaves to sin. How many know that's true? How many believe or realize that is true? Before you came to Christ, sin had a bond, a hold on you. To, 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 to prove it, you would even say things you would, you would regret and you would say, I'll never do that again. How many has ever said that in their life? I'll never, I'll never do that again. But you find yourself what? Doing it again. Like you had no control. Like it was just, just a part of your nature that you were just bound to do it. Why? Because you were a slave to that. That was your nature. And Paul says, look, here's our escape. When you are baptized, you are, you are dead with Him. That old man, it dies. So, so, so since you are dead, he's speaking to Romans right now who understood the meaning of slavery. I mean, Romans under, Roman culture knew slavery real well. 
They conquered, they conquered so much, and every place they conquered, they took in slaves. So Paul's writing to the Romans about slavery, a subject that they understand well. All of them that he's writing to would have either been slave owners or slaves. And it's just so much around them. It's just a part of their life. They knew slavery. And Paul's describing, he said, look, there's no way out of this, which they understood. You can't buy your way out of slavery. You'll never earn enough to to buy your way out. Paul said, I found a loophole to to getting out of slavery. Here it is. You die. It's hard to own something that's dead. Come on. Automatically, as soon as you're, you're dead, uh, they don't quit. They quit making you do stuff for them. They can beat you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they can't make me do anything now because I'm dead. And Paul says, look, if you want free from the bondage of slavery, here's the loophole, you have to die. Here's the great thing. Christ died for us. And then, and then he said, look, I'm going to invite you to die with me. In baptism. Here's the picture. When you are baptized and you're going, you're going down because that old man, you're saying that old, that old man right now is dead. So we die with him but but we don't just die with him the next part is is that since we are dead we bury it we're buried with him that's what romans 6 4 it says we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father we too may live a new life. But we were therefore buried with Him through baptism. See, the burial part's important. So many times, especially around around Easter, the burial loses the significance. We focus on the death of Christ, and then we focus on the resurrection of Christ. We just skip the whole burial process. It's just he, he died and he rose. He died and he rose. Just, just, but, but that wasn't just the process. He died and he was buried. Three days in a tomb and then he rose from the dead. It matters. Here's why it matters. Here's, here's why it matters so much. Because dead people can be revived. Buried people have to be resurrected. That, that's the big difference. Dead people, dead people can be revived. You, 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 if you were to die in front of a doctor, he would begin to work on you. He would begin to do, whether it's CPR, whether it's the shocks, he would, he would do things, and if it was fresh, he would have a great chance at reviving you because dead things just have to be revived. 
I've never seen a doctor go to a cemetery, though, begin to dig up people and do CPR on them. Because, because buried people have to be not revived. They have to be resurrected. I, I'm afraid that too many, too many Christians uh, are killing the old man and immediately doing, doing CPR on the old man, uh, getting him back to life, reviving him because they refuse to bury the old man. They're just, they're just saying, well, the old man's dead. Uh, and then they leave here, do CPR, breathe life into that old man, uh, and then live back. And they wonder why they can't get over things because they, they might kill him for a little while, but they refuse to bury him. Uh, that is what baptism is. Uh, it is not just the killing of the old man. Uh, it is the burying of the old man. Man, when, 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 I was, when, when I was a kid and we were baptized, we understood burying the old man in the baptisms. I mean, we would, we would hold each other down a long time. We would, we, we, I would, I would act like I was shouting. I would hold them down like, glory, keep them down, keep them down for a while, keep them down, keep them down, keep them, they're, they're flailing. I wanted to make sure the man was dead, and then we... So you're saying, you're not baptizing me. I don't do that anymore. It's just as a kid and playing. Listen, there's significance in bearing the process. There's significance in that you are burying him. Because when you bury him, you are ending that life. Put up the gravestone, the marker. This life is done. I, I not just killed the old man in my baptism with Christ. I didn't just, he didn't just die with Christ. He was buried with Christ. And here's the great thing, because my old man was dead and was buried, I get to then rise in the resurrection with Christ. That, that's the next part. You get to be raised in a new life. That is what the significance of baptism, what it represents. Romans 6.5 says, For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, look at this, we will certainly also be united with Him in a resurrection like His. Now death, death couldn't keep Jesus down. Death didn't, death couldn't keep Jesus down because death didn't have a hold on him. I know Satan thought that he won when Jesus had died, especially he thought he won when Jesus was buried. Because he saw him take on the weight of of the sin, the weight of the the weight of sin of the world of mankind placed upon him. And he knew in scripture that, that the wages of sin is death. So Jesus paid the price, he died. Here was the thing, though, that Jesus or that Satan didn't get. 
is that Jesus wasn't found personally guilty of sin. He just took on the weight. He just paid the price. And since he wasn't found personally guilty of the sin, death had no claim to hold him indefinitely. So on the third day, Jesus Christ came bursting out of that tomb, resurrected to a new life. And since we share in His death and in His burial, we have the opportunity to share with Him in the resurrection of a new life, even here on earth. I want the worship to come back up. Man, He's already up. He's, he's, he's on His way. That is what baptism represents. It is so much more meaning than just a symbol. This is the picture, according to Romans 6, is that my old man, he died. And since he's dead, I'm going to bury him. But when I bury him, I'm raising up, not the old man, it's a new life. See, to go back to your old way, when you know the significance of what baptism is and what God's done for you and you are sharing with Him in His death and His burial and united with Him in that resurrection of a new life, in order to go back to that old man, you would have to walk over the gravestone that you placed there, dig him up, and try and breathe life into that. Oh, don't tell me it's just a symbol. Don't tell me it doesn't have any real meaning. Listen. Listen, it is the picture of salvation of how God wants it for you. Old man. Old things have passed away. Now behold, all things become new. I'm a new life in Him. What an honor to be baptized in Him. What an honor to take a part of that. To be a part of that, that, that death and that burial and that resurrection in new life with Him it has so much meaning. The redemption plan. We don't get up as an old creation. We get up as a new creation. With new purpose. New life. New joy. Why wouldn't I want to be baptized in that? You know, at the you can stand with me. I didn't stop whenever they came up. Maybe I'll stop when you stand. Nope. Um, started off, and I, I I kind of brought it together as a picture of baptism and the wedding, and the marriage. Yeah, it's so 
so accurate because we are the bride of Christ. That new life, we're the bride of Christ and He's coming back for His bride. Heard somebody, they, they told their story about how they proposed to their wife and, and they read a Scripture in Ruth. They thought it out so much better than I did. I just got on one knee and said, you want to marry me? I mean, that was, they were so much better at it. They dropped down and they, they said this, they read this, they said, I entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. I think, man, that is so meaningful. When we are baptized to Christ, that is exactly what we're saying to Him. It is. We're saying that to Him at that moment. We're saying, entreat me not to leave you, God. Or turn, turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I'll go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. Where you die... I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also. If anything but this death separates you from me. He invites you to be a part of that. I want you to bow your heads with me. You might be here and maybe you've been in church your whole life. Maybe this is your first time. Maybe you've been baptized before, but baptism doesn't save you. It's the blood. And you've never not just killed the old man, you've never buried the old man. And you wonder why you can't walk in a new life. I want to give you the opportunity this morning to not just bury, not just kill him, but to bury him. I want you to be able to leave this place in a new life with him, a new creation. Old things passed away. Now, behold, all things have become new. Thanks for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Have a great week and make an impact on those around you.